So what do you do when someone tells you off? We've all been told off before, or at least I think we have. Whether you work in private industry, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a family member, at some time in your life, you've been told off. And what is the difference between somebody just passing a remark or a comment and being told off? Well, I'll give you a good example. Suppose your best friend is fed up with you and they've held it in for a long time and being told off is a whole dialogue. It's like a monologue. It's a list of injustices that just keep going on and on and on. It's supposed to be a dialogue, but it turns into a monologue and it's usually filled with emotion. And I don't think the person intentionally means to tell you off. I mean, they could, but usually it's just a string of comments that turn into put downs or criticisms, and sometimes it even escalates to using foul language and so on. And I think back, and in the beginning, when I was a new teacher, I I would get told off by students. And there's many reasons why students tell you off. I mean, for one thing, as a special educator, I know that sometimes when you ask students to do a task that they don't want to do, they will tell you off and they will do more than just say a few words about it. It can be a whole list of injustices or an attack upon yourself. Sometimes a student comes in and they've just had a bad day and they'll tell you off because they probably can't tell their parent off or they can't tell the security off, but they will tell you off. And There's, again, there's a difference between being told off and somebody uh, just making a remark. So somebody could also just make a remark in response to a remark I make. That's not being told off. That's being being combative, having, having a conversation where they need to be in power and control. But being told off is just like I said, a string that goes on and on and on. So how do I handle being told off? I know that in the beginning it threw me off, and at the time there weren't a lot of classroom management books out there. So I would read a lot of psychoanalytic theory, uh, trying to find answers to the questions I had about classroom management. And what I found was something that I did or was able to do in the moment was sometimes just acknowledge what the person was saying, like saying, wow, I really hear that you think I'm uh, less than what your expectations are. And I'll give you an example where I was a new teacher and a kid said to me, he was asked to do something he didn't want to, and he was being combative. He made some remarks about how I looked, and of course that threw me off, and I was upset about it, but he went further on to say that you can't teach. Now, this is something that no teacher wants to hear, and in the moment, I thought of something good to say that wasn't going to hurt myself. I said, of course, I can't teach. It's really hard to teach when every time I start to talk, 
you interrupt and you say something that stops me from completing my thoughts. And he really backed down after that. And I was really surprised because this was a student who I'm guessing felt inadequate because he would be very slow to start the work and he was average at it. He wasn't bad at it, but it was probably something internal with him. So that's one of the strategies I think about one being told off is to kind of join with them and say, oh, you think I'm that? Okay, that's a possibility. Let's move on from there. Or you don't want to do that? I absolutely um, hear you, hear you, but this is what we're going to do. So that, that's, that's important. Sometimes when somebody's telling you off, they do not want an answer. They do not want a response. And to respond to them is only to fuel the fire. I mean, you can't let it go on and on because you have to go back to your class. But responding to them would only fuel the fire. So something that I would try to do is say, oh, yeah, you you really feel very, yes, I know you're upset about that. Can we talk about this later? Or I'll come over to your desk and get everybody working. And usually those two strategies really work. Now, when I was a more experienced teacher, being told off would happen less often because... I would have a lot of rules and policies in place. So the students knew what to expect. And I would often repeat it throughout the year after a vacation or after a semester break. So they would know what the expectations were. So they would be more reacting to the rules and policies than reacting to me personally. So for example, if they didn't agree with a lateness policy, they might say that's not fair or... I tried miss, but the bus, blah, blah, blah. They wouldn't necessarily attack me. So I found that that was more helpful to have structures, rules, and policies in place. They may disagree with them, but they're less likely to attack me personally. So being told off also means to be called out in front of everybody. So when you're being called out in front of the students, they're also watching you. They're watching your reaction. They're watching how you handle things. And being too overpowering can give a message that you're pulling the authority figure card and you're not hearing them. And especially adolescents have something to say. The opposite is true. If you let them go on too long, the other students feel uncomfortable. They don't have confidence in your ability to run the classroom. So the best thing to do is circumvent it and cut it so it's a little bit shorter. I also believe in delegating. So if you have a paraprofessional that can take the student for a walk, that's a good strategy too, and tell them that you'll be glad to talk to them later or that you'll address it when, when they come back. So that's another strategy. I mean, escape is not only always the best strategy, but sometimes you need to get the class back. And that's if, if the student needs a break and they don't know how to say, I need a break, that's the best way um, for me to sometimes circumvent that emotion, that raw emotion that's coming at you. So another thing that stopped me from being told awful lot is 
having the students repeat the rules back to me and, and know what the policies are and the expectations. And if they weren't going to meet them, give them a hatch out. So if, for example, if they're failing, if they're, if they're missing every homework and, and it looks like they're failing and their average is really poor. The thing is, as a special educator, you, you can't make that announcement and expect them to, uh, to cooperate with you. And they might tell you off and they might tell you off for a good reason because they know there's no, they're not going to lose anything. Um, their good reason is I'm already failing. I'm not going to lose anything. And I've heard this line over and over and over again when kids get angry. I'm already failing. What's the difference? So an escape hatch for that would be some kind of way for them to re regroup and to either pass the class or to understand what they can do to retake the class or perhaps gain the skill while they're getting prepared to retake the class. You don't want to paint them into a corner where they can't get a way out. So that's discipline with dignity in a certain respect. But being told off is no fun from the end of the person receiving it. So while it's happening, check your own emotions. How are you feeling? Are you feeling fearful, defensive? Is there some truth to what they're saying? If there's some truth to it, but you can't control it, if it's a policy that you have to enforce, that's where the diplomacy comes. And that's really hard because I get into this habit too, where I say, oh, this is the policy. This is the school policy. And nobody wants to hear that. That's like being called, that's like when something goes wrong in your house and, and it, with the electricity, let's say, and you call Con Ed or whatever electricity provider and they tell you it's the policy. Do you really want to hear that? You're already agitated. You want to, you don't want to hear about somebody's policy. So you have to think about how can I send this message to the student without saying it's a policy. I do this all the time and I'm working on it. I know that this is a policy of blah, blah, blah school. However, I see that you disagree with it and I know it, it may seem unfair but this is the bigger picture. Now the students who can hear that, that's great. And, and some can hear that. Some students just want to rant and they can hear it. And, you know, this may be a good quality in them. They may be activists, but in the moment their, their activism is inappropriate. So if we can harness that and maybe turn that around to something positive, I know that this is unfair you know, the principal wants us to do this. And maybe if you really feel strongly about it, you could join the student council or you can ask for a private meeting with the principal or you can, you know, join student government or you can write a letter to the principal. Taking that energy has always really worked for me. I mean, even if the students don't send it to the principal, sometimes it really makes them feel empowered and it's not just an exercise to an, an exercise in keeping them busy. It's an exercise in harnessing your complaints rather than telling somebody off. Because telling somebody off often doesn't get you where you want to go. And that's what we have to uh, communicate to the students. It's not, it's not going to help you to tell off somebody. 
if you tell off the bus driver when you're on public transportation, that's not going to be good. He or she might call the police. So we have to teach them to harness that energy and to um, to speak in a way that will get them where they want to go. If they're angry, anxious, if they don't like an assignment, that's fine. They just have to be able to express it. And, you know, on the other hand, if anybody else tells you off, such as a supervisor or a colleague, that's a whole other uh, topic. You know, it's like we have to be careful how we react to those professionals because those professionals sometimes have power over us. Our supervisors usually, they, they always do, and they usually, when they're telling us off, they're frustrated and they're anxious and they're angry. And yes, you know, there could be a better way to, to talk to us, but if they're telling us off, we have to modify our own reactions because I know I've fallen into a hole where, you know, like begets like, and you start to become argumentative, defensive. You start to, you know, put uh, puff yourself up and, and, you know, fight back. And that doesn't get you anywhere. Just like the kids, it's the same thing with our supervisors. When a colleague tells you off, and this really hasn't happened to me, but when, if it does, if a colleague tells you off and they start to go at you, it's, it's really, you have to also realize that everybody is watching and that you're in a professional setting. So how you react is again, very, very important. And how you feel about it afterward is also very important because A, most of the time it's not personal. Not, none of this is personal, none of it. <laughs> and B, if there is a grain of truth about it, you can always apologize, make amends, negotiate. And often there is a grain of truth to everything. So that could be. Um, C, you know, we can slow down and look at our reactions and say, is this something important? If a student comes in very, very agitated and they don't want to start work, you know, is this something important or is this just a regular routine? You know, as a special ed teacher for so many years, I mean, I began to realize that this is just part of the routine. You know, when I was an assistant principal, there were teachers who were appalled at it. And I was, I was, I didn't understand that because I know that when you teach students with disabilities, especially high school students, you know, them being angry, agitated, upset is part of the routine. And, you know, we as teachers have to be the bigger person, the better person, you know, share about it later, write in our journals, blow off steam, have a beer, run around the track, whatever it is. But being the recipient of it always, um, even though it's not personal, it hurts and it's emotional because we do take it personally. We like our performance to be stellar. We want people to like us. It's human nature, but we also have a job to do. And if our job means asking students to do work they don't want to do, that's great. And although we may use all kinds of creative ways to teach that work, there are still students who will find a loophole. There are still students who will find fault with it. And they may even call their parents, have a letter written about you. It doesn't matter that the work has to be given out to them and they may be agitated about it. So that's something to take into consideration. So thank you for listening. And 
I hope this was helpful.